Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? It's a, a, we face a challenging statement here. Uh, what is your answer? We have even already discussed some things. It is too hard for us. Uh, we don't know, especially we, we can't change people. We can't change people's hearts. There are many things that are too hard for us, impossible for us. But is there anything too hard for the Lord? Uh, and uh, for this, um, this uh, answer to this question is um, for us, it reveals our estimate of the power of God and also the extent of our faith in the Lord. In these days, many of God's people are discouraged. They are despondent. They are filled with doubt. And this ought not to be. Uh, for discouragement often comes from the world. The world discourages us. Despondency, unhappiness, it, it paralyzes us for useful service. And doubt and worry dishonors the Lord. And we have to accept that. We have to re realize that we have this conviction that doubt and worry does not honor God. It dishonors the Lord. We are questioning him when we doubt his will, when we are worried, and when we uh, do not see his hand at work, uh, we, we dishonor him because we are saying he is not in control. He's not in charge. I know better how to deal with my life and in the, in the life of others in, in, and in this world. If encouragement is needed, however, here it is in this, in this text. Is anything too hard for the Lord? If our faith needs to be fortified, uh, this meditation uh, on God's word will, will help us. So the, the circumstances, you think about the circumstances in which this question is asked. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Uh, and it, the, the circumstances, you have to read chapters 15 onwards to find that. But Abraham was 100 years old. Sarah was 90. And in those passages, uh, the Lord again and again promises a covenant with Ab Abraham. And uh, the covenant was for children, for posterity that will come from him. And uh, in verse 11 of Genesis uh, 18, we have these words. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old and were stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. So, humanly speaking, it was impossible for Sarah to, to bear a child. Uh, at first, Abraham, you know, he laughed um, at the idea of it in chapter 17. But afterwards, Sarah laughed also in unbelief. And then it was that the Lord himself said, is anything too hard for the Lord? Imagine to, to force God to ask such a question. But think about a number of things now as you think about this question. Is anything too hard for the Lord? First of all, there is no promise too hard for the Lord to fulfill. There is no pr promise too hard for the Lord to fulfill. Um, it's uh, computed that uh, in the scriptures there are 30,000 promises um, all of which are in the scriptures says, are yea and amen and in him amen. That is, they are promises to the child of God. If you are a child of God, these 30,000 promises you have from the Lord, uh, there is a promise for every single, single day of your life. I haven't worked it out. If you were to pick one of these promises per day, uh, how many days of your life will be? But I presume it will be there is a promise for every day of your life. And 
And if you think about it, friends, um, and they're all absolutely sure. Um, You look at Numbers 23, verse 19. uh, It says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Uh, Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? So every promise that God has ever made will be fulfilled. And there is a promise to meet your, your very need right now, today, whatever that need is, the Lord has promised in Jesus Christ, they are fulfilled. Uh, and, and you think about certain hard things that God promised and accomplished. Or, uh, for example, he, he promised uh, that the wall of Jericho would fall. But that Rahab's, um, uh, his, her dwelling place on that wall, her family would be spared. And that was fulfilled. Uh, this was indeed a hard thing. Who would have thought that God would fulfill it? But he did. He promised to feed Elijah by, by ravens at, at Kireth and by a, a widow of, at, at Zarephath. And that was a hard thing. But uh, the Lord did do the very thing that he promised. He promised that Mary would bring forth, forth a son. Though she, she was a virgin, but that was a very hard thing to do. And yet God fulfilled what he said. Is there anything hard for the Lord in this world? His will is being fulfilled. He's sovereign and absolutely sovereign. There is nothing outside of his, his, his hand. The second thing is this. There is no prayer too hard for the Lord to answer. There is no prayer too hard for the Lord to answer. One of the greatest prayer meetings in the Bible, or or I I should say prayer promises, not prayer meetings. Uh, One of the great prayer promises in the Bible is Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3. That the Lord says, call unto me and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things. The mighty there, it means hard things, which thou knowest not. Uh, so here there is this word mighty. Speaks of the, a great or even hard. But also, if you have uh, your authorized version translation, it, the translator puts it in the margin. It could be translated as hidden. Uh, the Lord loves to answer mighty, hard prayers, things that at this moment in time, we don't know how the Lord will answer. We have no clue. How is God going to do it? We are confused. Maybe there are children in your family and they are gone far from the Lord. And you think to yourself, how will the Lord work it out? It is so impossible. Your situation in the church, the imprisonment of individuals, um, the, the, the persecution of the Lord's people. Uh, you know, uh, as, as, uh, as I've talked to you about various things um, over the course of the past year and in times of prayer, I've asked for prayers about different things. Sometimes our prayers are so, um, so, so general they can be. Uh, and, and yet in all of that, the Lord answers something we never thought about, but it was part of that general prayer. For example, I never thought uh, from a personal testimony, just two weeks ago, a printer in Iran would be found who would say to us, these are unconverted people, unbelievers, and yet they spoke, they met one of our contacts, one of the believers in Iran, and they offered to print for us um, the Gospel of John 
in within Iran itself. So you think about Iran and what's happening in these past uh, number of weeks and months. And the printer said, we will print the, the Gospel of John for you in Braille format for the blind. So even if the government officials go to see, they, they find this, this book, unless they know how to read Braille, they can't read it. So it is hidden to them, but not to the blind. And, and please pray that, that these printers, as we are now officially working with them, just yesterday we started uh, to, um, I signed it off that they would, should publish uh, the, the word of God in Braille, um, that they would be kept secure and safe. Uh, they, they, um, uh, they are quite open liberal Muslims, and they believe the, the scriptures are even to be read by the Muslims. So they're very open about these things. And you think two weeks ago, I would have never thought about this. This was hidden from us. And yet, is there anything too hard for the Lord? The Lord Jesus Christ said, because of your unbelief, um, the Lord loves to answer mighty hidden prayers, hard prayers. So today, pray hard things. Uh, the Lord is almighty. And, and the Lord said, the problem with us is our unbelief. We, we don't believe it. We don't believe our prayers. Uh, and, and the Lord said, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And the Lord said also, and in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. So, so uh, friends, I, I won't have time to spend so, uh, so much on these things, but, but think about it. There is no prayer that God cannot answer. But also, thirdly, there is no problem too hard for the Lord to solve. There is no problem too hard for the Lord to solve. You have a problem which uh, you have been trying to solve by yourself. You have been speaking to this person. You have maybe gone to different pastors. You've listened to a thousand sermons. And how, how it is, sermon audio is filled with, with sermons, with topical sermons. You can go and, and see, I, I, have, I don't know what to do with my children. Maybe they need to have discipline. Uh, and, and so you listen to 20 sermons on disciplining your children, your poor children. Um, and you, you might listen to all sorts of other things, I don't know, on, on depression or something like that, and, or to deal with some other person's problems. But my friends, th there is no problem too hard for the Lord to resolve. Uh, and, and so you must bring it to the Lord. Uh, do you really ask the Lord to solve it for you? Or you are just looking for a silver bullet, as the saying is. Uh, but you can ask him, you can call upon him, and he will, according to his will, will perform a miracle for you, if it is for his glory to do so. Uh, he is a miracle-working God, and, and it is an amazing thing. It is um, in the midst of persecutions, and not in the midst of luxury, not in the midst of um, when all is going well, when we are living in a lap of luxury that God, God does miracles, it is when his children are scattered, when we are left to nothing else, only seeking God. And I think in our prayer meetings, we don't see uh, much 
in terms of answers because we have not been brought to the end of ourselves. We are still, we, we say a prayer, but we are still depending on other people. We find the trouble is only other people. If we could get them to, to, to change, then, uh, then the problem would be resolved. If that husband, if that wife, if that child, we could get them to change, then the problem would be resolved. But, but the issue is that we must go to God. Is there anything too hard for the Lord, it says. And so you think of it. He, he enabled the children of Israel to pass through the Red Sea unharmed and on dry ground. He, he solved the problem of the bitter water of uh, Mara. He, he gave them water out of the rock. He, he turned the water into wine. And so many other things. He stilled the storm. He fed the 5,000. He raised the dead. Um, and uh, what did he then uh, do and what can he do today? Um, um, and how we so soon forget the miracle of, as British people, the Dunkirk. Uh, and so many other similar things in past generations when God visited and when God answered prayer for the problems that were out of our control. And you think, what problems are there that are actually in our control? What things do you think, I can fix this? And, and that is our problem. That is our downfall. The fourth thing is this. There is no place too hard for the Lord to, to revive. We so quickly get discouraged in our work for the Lord. I was so discouraged last night after a prayer meeting in our own congregation. Uh, for various reasons, I was discouraged. And I thought to myself, we have just prayed to the Lord for miracles. And I'm discouraged. How unfaithful. What a miserable man I am. God's people are so frequently heard to say the work is very hard. We, we, I hear ministers, we gather together for various things. And we hear ministers say the work is too hard. People are so cold. It will never be the same again. But why should we accept this defeatist attitude when our God is the God of the impossible? Uh, are many faithful churches uh, small, decreasing in size, or effective, uh, or there, is there lack of effectiveness? Th does nothing seem to happen? Uh, do not conversions take place? Do few gather for prayer? Why not alter this situation? How do you alter this situation? Pray that the Lord would change this state of things. You can try to fix things. You can try to, uh, as, as Stephen said, send emails out, send emails out. But if it is not the Lord's work, it will come to nothing. But if it is the, Lord, the Lord's work, he will reach places where you cannot reach. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, Isaiah says. In, uh, the Lord says in Isaiah 43, verse 19, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The Lord is saying, I will do it. I am going to go there and I will make a way in the wilderness. And also there is no person too hard uh, for the Lord to save. Thank God. Thank God for verses like Hebrews 7.25. And it is still true. Yet we frequently doubt God's ability to save people. This person is too hard. And we see that in open-air outreach. And a man comes towards me with tattoos all over himself, uh, much larger, larger than me. 
And I think, no, that he will not take a tract. And yet he does take the tract. And yet he does engage in, in conversation. And yet he says that what you are saying is actually true of my life. A, a woman who was a sinner uh, was wonderfully saved by the Lord Jesus. A condemned criminal was gloriously saved at the dying hour of the Lord Jesus. A persecutor was humbled to the dust by the sight of the risen Lord. A jailer and his family were suddenly converted. Is anything, is anyone too hard for the Lord to save? What is your answer, friend? So these are just five things I have said to you. But, but you think about it. And, and that will stop us grumbling and complaining. And, and in those situations, as you find yourself, even the words coming to your, out of your mouth and fill your brothers and sisters' ears, with these things, you say, well, we can pray about it. It is too hard. It is too depressing. It is too difficult. It is out of our control. But let us go to the one who is almighty and sovereign over all things. This is of God's doing. And then after we have prayed, we can say it is marvelous in our eyes. Well, my time is gone. May the Lord bless these few thoughts to us. Amen.